You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, on a Tuesday, August 21st, and a Wednesday, August 22nd. It is another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt Derry. Welcome in, everybody. Thank you for listening tonight or this morning on a Wednesday. If you're tuning in in the morning, getting your Lions fix, Lions and Tampa Bay Bucks. Friday night, 8 o'clock start time in Tampa for the third preseason game. I can give you the cliche and call it a dress rehearsal, but the bottom line is the Lions need to play better football and need to show up following last Friday's debacle at Ford Field in which the Giants really outplayed them. Coming up on the podcast tonight, you'll hear from Matt Patricia, Jeff Rieger of the Ticket, who I think is awesome. And Jeff is, to me, the best radio sports reporter in Detroit. We used to have... Tons of radio reporters back in the day. Back when I was a DFN and I was a reporter and John Bloom and Dave Pash and Rob Otto and Shep and, and all these guys, Jennifer Hammond, she was the gold standard uh, at the time. We used to have a ton of radio reporters. When when Paul Chapman was at JR and Dan Dickerson and uh, and, and Shep was at, J, at WWJ. And, and now basically it's, it's only Jeff Rieger, really, who covers things. And he asked a very good question of Matt Patricia today at his press conference before practice. And I want to play that for you and react to that. You'll hear that coming up in a matter of moments. What's going on with Golden Tate? And are the Lions playing with fire with their 30-year-old wide receiver who's in the last year of his contract? We'll explain coming up a little bit as well here on Locked on Lions. And the latest on TJ Lang. Did he make it back to practice today? What's going on with TJ? Uh, very, very important question to answer that we've got to get answered. So my computer is going crazy here on Lockdown Lions on this Tuesday in, into Wednesday. It's been a wild day. Let, can you hear this computer just beeping in the background? Let, let me just say this. We try to get Lockdown Lions uh, as timely as possible most days. Some days are better than others. Usually if I can get home from work and my full-time job right now, is working at U of D Jesuit High School, and I'm honored to be a part of the um, faculty there, my third year there, teaching 21st century media and communications, journalism, advanced journalism, running the Cub broadcast, the Cub sportscast. Shout out, by the way, to senior legend Logan Lopez, who is going to help us get our first Cub broadcast of this season up and running tomorrow. But uh, it's been just one of those days. I literally got done with work today. I went to a, a club moderator meeting at the school following that. Then I rushed up to see my man at Lakeshore ENT, ear, nose, and throat, Dr. Adam Rubin, who has been a subscriber and an advertiser here on Lockdown Lions before to get my throat checked out because I did have some surgery a couple of weeks ago and saw my friend Juliana up there who helps me out with uh, throat uh, therapy and everything else. It's just been a crazy day. So now that we're dug into my day <laughs> and what took place today, uh, and, and, and after maybe a glass of a little uh, a wine for my friends at uh, St. Julian's, their uh, white 2017 Albarino, I'm ready to go, and I'm ready to rock here on Lockdown Lions. Um, so the, the big topic over the last couple of days, and I think we touched on it a little bit yesterday, and I'm going to play this audio and react to it. Oh, by the way, Lockdown Lions today, proudly sponsored by our friend Freddie the Pizza Man. Freddie the Pizza Man and his golf outing, the third annual Freddie the Pizza Man Invitational Charity Golf Outing is taking place September 30th. For more information on how to donate items and join us September 30th in Ypsilanti, go to freddie, F-R-E-D-I, the pizza man.com. 
All right, so the, the, the talk of what's going on between with the media and with fans and everything else with the Lions right now is the question that was posed by Dave Burkett of the Free Press and was posed again today by Jeff Rieger in a different way. But is Matt Patricia the Lions' first-year head coach, who I think, think is a good hire and I think is going to get the job done, but is he working this team too hard? Are the Lions tired? Are the Lions beat up from training camp? If you recall over the last couple of years, many veteran Lions players really, really liked playing for Jim Caldwell because he did not run them into the ground. Patricia, very early on, set a tempo of a faster pace. He also said, we're going to practice hard, and they're going to become a more physical team and a more conditioned team for fourth quarters, maybe come November and December, when this team has folded uh, the likes of Cincinnati last year, Baltimore, etc., when the Lions got beat up in the second half of games late in the year and, of course, did not make the playoffs. So today, Jeff Rieger of the ticket, 97-1. All right, so Jeff Rieger asked Patricia a very viable question. This courtesy of DetroitLions.com. Take a listen, and then we will discuss. Hi, Matt. With all the, with all the talk of practice and the duration of your long practices, now that training camp is over, do you, sure. do you lessen the duration of practices? Sure. Uh, well, training camp training camp is actually still going on, which is good. You know, So we're not in the regular season yet. The preseason and all of it is still training camp. Um, I don't think our practices are long. I don't think they're short. I think they're just practice. I think that's what it is. And I think we're just trying to get um, good evaluations of people. We're not making any decisions right now. So we need those opportunities to have as many periods as possible in practice uh, as we work towards preseason game to be able to evaluate so that's what it's about right now it's really about learning the roster and learning the players and and that's the mode we're in that has not changed since the first day of training camp so nothing changes from nothing changes no you know really i mean honestly the only thing you do when you you know quote unquote break camp is maybe give them an opportunity to go sleep in their own bed maybe that's a good back and forth right there between jeff rieger and matt patricia again the audio courtesy of DetroitLions.com. i'm interested in where the fans sit on this because Here's the thing with the Lions. I think we all are very, very welcoming of Matt Patricia. I think the Patriot way has worked in the past, and I'm willing to give the Bob Quinn-Matt Patricia duo an opportunity here. Uh, I do think the Lions have a good football team. I think the roster has enough talent to win. I think the defensive line, the defensive line's a mess and has to get better. And you hope that Matt Patricia can wave his magic wand like he's done in the past in New England as a defensive coordinator and turn what on paper is not a very good defense into a very good defense. So I'm going to give them that opportunity. We're still in the preseason here. So I'm confident this team can win games. But with that being said, and you knew there would be a but in there, uh, if the players are whispering to Dave Burkett, or if the players are unhappy, all right, and this continues to linger that, that their work too hard, I, I want to see what happens Friday night in Tampa. Will this team have fresh legs? Are they going to come out and get pushed around again? Because if that's the case, then phase one of the Patricia era, coming in, changing how things are done, did not work. Now, again, they could get slaughtered Friday night in Tampa, and everybody's going to panic. And then they could open up the season Monday night, September 10th, against the New York Jets, and absolutely open up a can uh, on the Jets. Um, I think if you're a Lions fan, you're, you're hoping to God that it's that it's Sam Darnold in week one, not Teddy Bridgewater. Because because if the Lions can't track down receive, uh, uh, running backs and tight ends out of the backfield, are they going to be able to handle uh, a Teddy jam for me, Bridgewater, 
uh, as a scrambling quarterback. But I think this is something to look at. I think it's something to observe and to see if, in fact, this Lions team has been overworked. And um, I think it's a legitimate question, but I think it's one that we have to wait and see at the start of the season. we got to see how this team reacts in the first three weeks against the Jets, the 49ers, and the Patriots. And, look, they have got to win their opener. This team has a very, very easy uh, lid lifter, as my friend Matt Shepard would say, uh, against the Jets to open the season. It's a must that they're a one and zero before they head out before they head out to San Francisco. And I know everybody's over overrating the Niners and talking about how Jimmy Garoppolo is is the second coming of of Y.A. Tittle here, or Steve Young or Joe Montana. If you want to keep it keep it uh, uh, Niners centric, but to me, the Lions should go to San Francisco and win. The bar's been raised by this organization. They're not accepting another nine and seven year or a year of observation or anything like that. They're 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 going for it this year and they feel like they have the talent. But the two things I want to see certainly are, are are is this team going to be overworked and tired? And number 2, will Bob Quinn go out uh, after the final cuts before week 1 and grab some defensive linemen off a team that maybe cut or released a guy uh, that can help the Lions because the Lions need to have that kind of protection. Uh, I don't think there's any question about it. Your thoughts on this on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. You're listening to Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. i got to tell you folks about Freddie the Pizza Man, and usually in this space, uh, as Freddie, one of our advertisers, we talk about the golf outing and what he's doing. We talk about the pizza. If you haven't been to, to Allen Road right there, five minutes away from the Lions training camp and the Lions facility in Dearborn, uh, or in Allen Park, excuse me, get yourself that New York slice of pizza, get yourself the goulash. But here's the thing about Freddie the Pizza Man. All right, you want to support somebody and give somebody your money, whether it's lunch, whether it's dinner, whether it's grabbing a pie on the way home, whether it's supporting the golf outing September 30th at, Wash, in, at, at Washington Golf Club, um, at freddythepizzaman.com, F-R-E-D-I, the pizza man. Dot com. You want to give your money or you want to donate or you want to be a part of something with good people. All right. And Freddie Bellow is not good people. Freddie Bellow is great people. Right. I, I, I would I'd run through a brick wall for this guy. I would. He's that good. And what he is doing for his foundation, Freddie the Pizza Man Foundation for Autism is unbelievable. All right. It's a struggle every single day for Freddie and his wife with their son who is autistic and is on the spectrum and what they're doing for the kids and the Allen learning center and everybody else is amazing. So donate or come to the outing, come see us. I'll be there. Apparently former tiger legend, Andy Dirks will be there. Freddie will be there. It's going to be a great time and you should take part. Freddie, the pizza all the details. F R E D I, the pizza Not a good guy, a great guy. All right, so item number two here on Locked on Lions for today on this Tuesday, August 21st, into Wednesday, August 22nd, is this Golden Tate situation. Um, Now, if you recall, the other day, oh, man, I just lost my, I completely lost my train of thought here, or not my train of thought, but I completely lost uh, my story that I had um, ready to go here on Golden Tate. Let me get this thing pulled up. All right, so Golden Tate, ladies and gentlemen, uh, did not play. There were some instances on Friday night, which you would never, ever think with Golden Tate. But there were some instances Friday night um, where the the, the Detroit Lions uh, had 
two wide receiver sets going on with Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. And Golden Tate in the two wide receiver sets was not on the field at all. Now, if you recall, Golden Tate is in a contract year. Golden Tate says he's going to play it out. Uh, Golden's not going to hold out. Golden's not going to act a fool at all. He's a leader. He's a tremendous individual. And he's a tremendous football player. And I've been one to say that I want him back. Uh, But again, when you're talking about a 30, 31-year-old receiver and the way that Bill Belichick does things in New England, where mostly they don't bring free agents back at that age, uh, the chances of Golden Tate coming back might be not very good. Matt Patricia downplayed the significance of the Tate omission the other night by saying, quote, the receivers are rotated based on however the play count is, but there is with the personnel itself. That is something we're trying to look at. We're just trying to get the play counts out there, and we're going in and out of different personnel groups. So we have it kind of sketched out that way. But as you guys are well aware, Golden Tate is a 1,000-yard receiver. Golden Tate is a leader. Golden Tate is a guy that when he gets his hands on the football, you get excited. You get, to, you get on the edge of your seat because he makes people miss. It's yards after the catch. Uh, performances are as good as anybody in the league. And I just want this to be something to watch for, and I'll be interested in seeing come Friday night in Tampa. Because if Golden Tate is unhappy, that will permeate throughout the locker room. I truly believe that. When Golden is on his game and Golden is happy and Golden is a leader and Golden is positive, this football team, I think, can go a long way. But we've seen in the past when Golden is sulking, when Golden's not giving full effort, and he's always owned it and admitted it. Uh, It's never been a good scene with the the football team. So it's something to keep in mind. I wonder what you guys think about Golden. Uh, Yes, I think the Lions need to take a look at Kenny Galladay and see what they have. But I think it is very important for Matt Patricia and the coaching staff to be in the good graces of number 15. Because I still think this guy's got a lot of football left. He's in tremendous shape, and he's just such an important cog and a key cog for Matthew Stafford when it comes to everything that he does on the football field. I mean, Golden Tate is a performer. Golden Tate always brings it. The guy makes plays. 92 catches last year for 1,003 yards and five touchdowns. This is a 1,000-yard receiver that's in the slot. It's not like Golden Tate is a a deep threat or a burner on the outside. He's been here for four years. He's had three 1,000-yard receiving seasons. And that's with Matthew Stafford constantly on his back and constantly getting hit. He's caught 90 passes in all four years. All right? He's had 19 touchdowns in the four seasons in Detroit. And I understand he's not getting any younger. I get it. Golden Tate is going to be 31 next year. When the season starts, I hope it's in Detroit. I'm rooting for him, but I think this is a guy, the lions, if they are trying to, I'm not saying phase him out, but he's got to be on the football field. And I don't care if it's one receiver sets, two receiver sets, three receiver sets. He's as good as they have. And Marvin Jones has had a great camp. And I know Kenny Galladay brings something to the table in terms of size and speed, but golden Tate must be on the football field. And if I'm Jim Bob Cooter, I'm finding a way once or twice a game to have golden Tate in motion Golden Tate uh, carrying the football, whether it's a reverse or whatever, and utilizing him in those types of of roles. Because with the way the defense has been playing and the way that they can't get to the quarterback with zero sacks so far in this preseason, the the offense is going to have to score some points in a big way. So it's an interesting, it's something to watch for with Golden Tate coming up Friday night in Tampa when the Lions play the Bucs in the preseason 
um, once again. Hey, Locked on NFL has become Locked on NFL of experts. Matt Williamson hosts Locked on NFL. He's got a brand new lineup every Monday. It'll be the Locked On's local experts on the biggest stories. Mike Renner from PFF will join Matt every Wednesday. And ESPN's Mike Sando is on every Thursday. Be sure to follow Locked On NFL on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts to get this amazing content. And don't forget about Locked On Pistons with Matt Shook. Two-part interview we did with George Blaha. It's great stuff. Check it out. Matt Shook hosting Locked On Pistons right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, last thing here for this Tuesday into Wednesday. We continue to update you on the injury situation. TJ Lang today missed his fifth straight practice. He has not played in the preseason yet. Matt Patricia will not divulge what kind of injury this is for the Lions' right guard. But again, it's an ankle, it's a knee, it's something with his leg uh, that has kept him out. Patricia was asked today if it's important that Lang is out there for uh, for Friday night's game. And he says, yes, while it is important, but they can take a look at other people. Kenny Wiggins, Joe Dahl, whomever whomever may have to slide into that spot. Remember, TJ missed three games last year and was not 100% healthy. And here's another guy in his 30s that has been playing banged up for the last couple of years. But TJ Lang is such an important piece to this offensive line, and they need to have him out there. And I know Matt Patricia doesn't like singling out certain players and talking about guys too overly positive. Uh, I think he wants to keep it about the team, and that's been what Matt Patricia's MO is. But uh, T.J. Lang missing his fifth straight practice is not a good thing. And Rick Wagner had a bad year last year. Hopefully it's a better 2018 than it was 2017 for him. But um, you know, the Lions got to get T.J. back. And if it means that he misses the preseason and doesn't play, but he's out there for week one against the Jets, that's fine. But keep your eye on that as well. Uh, another practice with no T.J. Lang, who is a tremendous guy, awesome in the community, but a, a good football player that they need healthy. Uh, We talk about Taylor Decker being so important at left tackle. And yes, he's probably the the most important player on that offensive line. A healthy Taylor Decker, a Taylor Decker that is playing well, is vital for Matthew Stafford's blind side. Probably after that, T.J. Lang is is very, very important. Especially with a center that is an average player in Glasgow and a right tackle at an average year last year in Rick Wagner. Uh, That'll do it for Locked On Lions for this Tuesday into Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Lions tonight was proudly brought to you by our friend Friday the Pizza Man. Check them out at FridayThePizzaMan.com. Go get yourself a slice, the goulash. Everything they've got there is first class right there in Melvindale on Allen Road. And support his foundation. Get those Stafford Our Leader t-shirts as well right online at FreddieFRED at We'll talk to you again tomorrow.